Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. Middle school basketball coaching legend and Duke basketball shooting coach in his mind, Austin Orman. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Strick and Austin. We're back, hour two, on a thirsty Thursday. Stricky, I hate to bring up that it's thirsty Thursday since you're out of the building, but I'm going to partake and I'm going to enjoy it. As you should, my friend. (laughs) I will see if I can save you you some for when you get back, but if I'm not able to, just know Kevin did too well and it's already gone. Fair? Oh, fair, fair, <laughs> fair, fair. It's all good, man. I know, I know you guys are going to have a wonderful time. It's one of the things that I absolutely hate. I'm missing Thursday, Thursday, but that's okay. But there's some good things that are happening there, not only with Kevin Meyer, but also the <laughs> mill. And I know you'll get into that soon. Yeah, that's coming up here in about 20 minutes or so. Our friends from the mill and Imperium Brewing. What I know I won't be able to do is eat Mary Ellen's food for the soul out of business before you get back home. It is open today through the weekend. It's open Wednesday through Sunday. Uh, they they fill you up. They stuff you. They do not leave you, you know, scrounging for more. They don't skimp. Their portion sizes are huge. It's delicious. As much as I might want to, I ain't eating all the way through it. So there should be plenty of that left for for Strick when he gets back in town, and for you down at Twenty Seventh and Pine Lake. Um, I did just post a poll on Twitter. I want some some early feedback, and maybe we can get into this tomorrow as well. How many players do you think Nebraska football needs to bring in out of the transfer portal this offseason? Is it the 0-4 to four range? Is it the 5-9 to nine range or 10+. plus? Give me a follow and tweet. Uh, vote in that Twitter poll, again, at Austin underscore Orman on Twitter. And hey, while you're on Twitter, that's where you can watch the show. Sarder Heyman gives us our stream platforms. They sponsor him Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, as well as Twitter. But Strick, let's, let's get into Nebraska football and the transfer portal. Rumors are flying that Nebraska is close to landing a commitment from Kyle McCord. Uh, Maybe some veracity to that. I still think McCord takes his time with the decision. But as I look at the transfers that Nebraska football has brought in under Matt Rule, again, it's one class, so maybe not a whole lot. Yeah, not a whole lot of conclusions to be drawn, but it's been a lot of high major guys. You get Ben Scott from Arizona State. You get Joshua Fleeks from Baylor. You get Hood and Sherman out of Georgia. uh, Sims from Georgia Tech. 
You get uh, your long snapper, Marco Ortiz from Florida, as well as safety, Corey Collier and linebacker, Chief Borders from Florida. Uh, Barrett Liebentritt, the transfer from Notre Dame. Elijah Judy from Texas A&M. Tyler Knack out of Utah. And Billy Kemp out of Virginia. The only non... Ben Scott, too, right? Did you say Ben Scott? Yeah, led with him from from Arizona State. All Power 5 guys. The only non-Power 5 transfer uh, of real note is Caden Becker, who transferred in from Wyoming. He comes back home to Nebraska to play. And I think that's fine, right? I think the Power 5 is where a lot of places would start to look, whether it's starters whose coach have left or backups who are looking for kind of a fresh start that know they can play the Power 5 opportunity, never really got that chance at their previous school. But I'm kind of surprised, Strick, that we haven't heard more group of five names being thrown out for Nebraska because to me, the group of five guys that are looking for that step up in competition that can take another step in their development seem like they would fit the the ethos of what the staff wants to do in terms of finding under-the-radar talent and developing it more so than taking a chance, the second chance, to a guy who was maybe more highly rated out of high school. Yeah, that, that's that, I think that's that's the uh, I think that's the blueprint, Austin. I really do, man. There's so many good players at like a North Dakota State, South Dakota State, uh, Toledo, um, some of these these schools like that, App State, mm-hmm. you know, places like that that give people problems. You know, when they if if you want to schedule them on your your team, they give you problems. I think there's some skilled skilled players at like the um you know HBCU levels mm-hmm. that could make a jump. Skilled players. I'm not, you know, usually the linemen are kind of iffy there, but the skilled players, mm-hmm. the receivers, the slot guys, maybe a running back or so, you can you can pluck something. I think that's the mode to go to because like you just said you ran off a whole list of names and then if you track back outside of like trey palmer you had another one uh before them samari torre who came from montana mm-hmm. um guys like that you you can find them uh i just don't see the success outside of i think ben scott was a great one i think that was a good mm-hmm. one to find i'm glad that he's coming back especially to solidify that 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 line from the center position is always tough I think I think you want to look at guys like this. Like we talked about this, I think a couple of days ago. Rezac, sure. Right? Mm-hmm. I think you want to look at guys like that who are athletes. And here's why: because one of them just won the um, was it the nurse Nagurski Xavier Watts won Nagur- the Bronco Nagurski Award. Yes, he he went into Notre Dame as a receiver, mm-hmm. but he was an athlete. He wasn't necessarily. Actually, there was discussions and outside discussions that receiver may not be to look for him. And so go get some of those type of guys who are versatile and they can do different things where you can turn like Butler and guys like that, where you can turn them into uh, a great because they got tools. Mm-hmm. They got great feet. They got great hands. They got great awareness. They got all of these intangible things that don't necessarily show on a stat sheet as far as them or running routes or getting a bunch of yards, but Mm -hmm. they got just these intangible things that you can turn it into something else. Um, You know, where you can turn a guy like Terrell Farley, who has a safety body into 
a killer rush guy mm-hmm. um, where you can turn a Tony Velen, who was a quarterback, into a pro safety. You know what I'm saying? Where mm-hmm. I, I think you want to go find guys like that too. And I think they're out there. And sometimes you miss on them because you're looking at a position, but sometimes you just want to look at get him on campus and 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 let's figure out what's going to be best for him and how he can then use what's best for him to help us on this team. And Nebraska tried to do that with a, with a couple guys. You look at A.J. Rollins moving out of the tight end room to the defensive line. Had a pretty good spring, didn't didn't see the field in a pass rush role this year. Janaren Bonner moving from wide receiver to that, that fullback role where he didn't necessarily flash, but his first year at a new position, I guess we'll see. I think another realm Nebraska can go for talent strike, and Nebraska's had some pretty good success going this route in the past. Some pretty big names have come from the junior college ranks. James Williams from there on this team. Kai Wallen transfers in from a junior college. I think Nebraska, you know, especially with Iowa Western, just an hour and change up the road, that's a relationship that could be mined. But I think regardless of what it is, it's to your point where you find the traits in these athletes. Maybe they were under-recruited. Maybe they didn't get to camps. Maybe just straight up Mm -hmm. overlooked. They have that chip on their shoulder. They're excited to learn. They're willing to learn whatever position it is to get on the field. But you trust your ability to teach them football and rely on their God-given athletic traits. If if that's... It's my understanding that Matt Rule was brought to Nebraska and given an eight-year deal because of not only his resume of being able to turn programs around, but also his developmental trait mm-hmm. as a, as a coach, right? Mm-hmm. If that's your, if that's who you are, then you should be able to recruit that way as well, knowing full well that you're going to be able to, to um, develop them into premium type players. Mm-hmm. That's the success you had, right? Here's my issue though. My thing with it is, um, if that's the case, then I think you would have went a little bit early. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? 
outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Here with the quarterback type of coach, because you knew uh, quarterback, that position, one, with who you brought in and Jeff Sims was Mm -hmm. going to probably need that. I think maybe monetarily or maybe by way of contract, you just didn't want to add it on hoping that maybe your offensive coordinator or somebody could fill that place or that position, Mm -hmm. but that's an area of development. So here's another area. I'm still kind of iffy at the wide receiver position. Mm -hmm. Like one thing that I can say for sure that I saw when Mickey Joseph was here is you can, you can see levels being raised at the wide receiver position. You, Mm -hmm. You could tell in that room guys got better. I'm still the 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 debate is still out on that for me. Um, I think getting um, uh, Satterwhite back into the tight end position, hopefully where he can focus on that and develop that position. I haven't seen growth there as well. So there's there's areas that I haven't really seen growth. Now I'm going to be honest. I can honestly say that I think the line got better mm-hmm. with all of the problems that they. Shout out um, Donnie uh, Riola, the coach Riola. Shout out to him because I actually thought with all the turmoil, it could have been a bad, it could have been real. Bad. It was already bad when we from what we saw, it could have been real bad. I thought they got better. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other areas, maybe at the running back position. I think the defensive side of things look pretty good. I want to see a little bit more athleticism at the linebacker position, being able to get a little bit more tackles for losses being able to do a little bit more damage and making causing fumbles and just different things mm-hmm. like that. But in the secondary, I think I'm okay with, I think I'm okay with the uh, cornerbacks. Uh, definitely want to see better line play. And I think uh, coach Knighton will, will get them because listen, nobody thought Hushmaker would be who he is. Mm-hmm. And I think Ty Robinson can be a little bit better if he's fully healthy. I totally agree. And that's why I think it's so big for Nebraska to get both those guys back, add to the depth so they don't get beat up in spring ball. Like Ty Robinson has said, you know, he played so many snaps and came in. He felt like he missed a lot of football because he was so banged up from spring that if you're able to get him his work in, get him ready for the season, make sure he's, you know, dominating, but also still able to keep him fresh where he's not playing every rep in practice, keep him fresher for the season. I think that goes a long way. And I want your thoughts on this too, Strick. I think that maybe a guy like Cameron Ward who uh, transferred from Incarnate Word to Washington State is back in the transfer portal, is kind of the exception for an FCS quarterback transitioning to FBS easily and successfully. You see an example or two maybe every year. The guy in Minnesota got, we'll see how how he does. Holy Cross's uh, quarterback, we'll have to see how, how he does, where he ends up landing. But for me, Strick, as I look at what Nebraska should target, I think they should either go after that experienced group of five guy that's had success at that level and is looking for the jump, or at quarterback, 
I prefer sticking in the Power Five uh, just because they know what the speed of the game is like. They've run maybe a more complex offense and have worked with maybe some of those more talented and polished skill position guys. But at the skill positions, at wide receiver, at running back, in the defensive backfield, even linebacker, you see a guy like Jabril Cox at North Dakota State go down to LSU and have a really good year. I think Nebraska can dip into those group of five and lower ranks, but I want a quarterback to maybe come from a little higher up. That's going to be the issue, though, right? Mm-hmm. This is why I've always said you got to go for two. Sure. I think I think you take a flyer on uh, one at the FCS level, maybe just to kind of get him in, see what his development could be like, get him acclimated to the speed, get him into spring, get him in early enough mm-hmm. to where he can get a, enough. Uh, you can get enough eyes on him to to uh, test that out. Now, at the second t- at the second uh, instance, you're just not going to get a guy like Dylan Gabriel. No, I, I just don't because they're going to be looking. They're looking for championships. They're looking mm-hmm. to go to places where a championship is an option. Again, there's where you're going to either if you're going to go for those high level guys, you're going to have to be looking at a backup at at that level, but a high level backup, right? Because I think teams like Florida State and guys like that are going to be looking to get some of those guys into their program, knowing what what the issue has been with them, right? Um, and to let them fight, basically saying we're we're shooting for championships. We think you could be a nice a nice piece to that. In addition to that, mm-hmm. um, so teams like that are going to pull that off. Um, but I think different levels like at, at the, the Pac-12 I think you should be trying to poach mm-hmm. like somebody from Cal if they were if they were solid or somebody from one of those those programs that are kind of going down a level uh into the Mountain West or whatever the case they're being you know engrouped into and try to get them like that or somebody that's you know at Oklahoma behind Gabriel that is there, but they, you know, they don't want to necessarily go to the SEC. They, they kind of want to maybe stay in, in the Midwest because of family, mm-hmm. you want to take advantage of the situation or the circumstance of whatever their, their issue is mm-hmm. and play on that. Because I don't think you're going to get a high level guy to, to come to Nebraska. I think they're just too far away. I think if they would have did something special this year, they could have changed that, that uh, narrative a little bit. But mm-hmm. uh, I think t- people that are high level elite quarterbacks are going to be looking at, they're too far away for me, especially with a, 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 a an expanded Big Ten. I'm with you. I believe we're going to welcome in some of our friends from Mill and Empyrean Brewing here in just a few minutes. But Strick, before we, we get to that, we've talked about guys that might come into Nebraska, but what about the guys that are leaving? Nebraska hasn't been hit especially hard by the transfer portal quite yet. You have John Goodwin, Jake Applegate, Javier Morton, Isaiah Harris, and Taman Lynham as the guys who are listed in the transfer portal for Nebraska Lineham got on the field here and there. Applegate was switching back and forth between offense and defense. Um, none of the other guys really saw the field at Nebraska, but that leads me to this question. In previous off-seasons, Nebraska's seen a departure that hurts, whether it's a J.D. Spielman, a Wandale Robinson going to Kentucky, even an Ernest Hausman leaving for Michigan. I don't. You don't need to say a name if you, if you don't have one in mind. I know I don't, but do you think there's going to be a departure that hurts for Nebraska, or do you think that most of the top end guys that Nebraska would like to have back will return to the team next year? I mean, you might you might have something maybe in the in the running back room. Maybe you may have something because you don't want to lose your depth there. No, um, but 
you may have something there. You may have something uh, depending on what quarterback is, is. I think there. I think there are people in the running in the in the wide receiver room that are waiting to see what quarterback's going to come because I, I I pretty much can in my mind promise you that if they think it's still status quo and it's this it's the same, they're they're probably going to be a few that are like, yo, no, mm-hmm. uh, no, because you can see some passes where guys had to like freaking. You leap as high as they thought they could. If they had a jump, you know, like a springboard or something, they might have been able to get it. Mm-hmm. But going up, and then there, you could see frustration on their eyes because they knew they were they knew they were wide open, mm-hmm. and they're gonna want guys to hit them. And one, it's dangerous to be getting extended like that, and two, it's you want to be able to make catches because if they're not throwing them on a regular basis, and the ones that you do get, you want to at least be able to get them. Uh, on the text line, real quick, Brad says it's a five-win team. How hurt can a move? How much can a, a move possibly hurt? Well, there's still good players on this Nebraska team, right? Not enough of them ever at any position, right? You can always have talent on, on lesser talented teams, but off a, off a five-win team, you're looking at those guys who are those building blocks that you want to keep around for a few years that flashed promise or that you believe in that you think in your system could be good developmental pieces. If Nebraska doesn't have a departure that hurts such as it is, I think there's two ways to look at it. The first way is either the roster's not talented enough for other Power 5 schools that haven't come calling and making calls and inquiring, and maybe that's a bad sign. Or the good sign is Nebraska's done a good job in terms of roster retention and making guys believe in that vision, and they're able to keep the the band together to develop as, as a group, right? Not just as individuals, but as 11-man units in different ways. So there, there are multiple ways to frame it, and I think we can get into that more as we go. We got to step aside here. I believe, again, we're welcoming in our friends from the mill to tell us about their new coffee and cream ale, a collaboration with a local brewery. He's Strick. I'm Austin. This is On the Block in 93.7 The Ticket. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.